ready? Well, who who gonna start? You gonna start? You gonna start? Uh, no. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? It's your boy Finance King, and I'm JFL Lee, and this is the Bread Out. We got another banger for you this week, and before we get in, I'm gonna let you know what we're talking about. We always start off with our mini market segment, so this week we're gonna be talking about bricks, all white bricks. Bricks, huh? All white bricks. Nah, but we're gonna talk about bricks, the organization, what it stands for, why it's so important right now, and what's happening with the dollar. We're gonna get into three bread stackers of the week. We got three this week. We got three this week. Oh, we took some nice. week off, so we're gonna bless them. And then we're going to get into what's happening in the energy sector. We're going to talk about this new cash app like system that's ran by the government. And then we're going to talk about some passive passive income, why it's important. And then lastly, you know, my favorite, we're going to talk about AI and is it growing too fast? So y'all stay tuned. This is the bread out. We're finance guys in different spaces, but we live a, we live a life. So like I came up with this name, right? Cause like you know everybody got podcasts, but I don't want to call this podcast. But that's why we're not gonna call it a podcast. Okay. We're just gonna call it the bread off. The bread off. Yeah. All right. So explain. All right. So like you know how everybody has like their brand of bread yeah. that they buy. Yeah. But in order to get that brand of bread, you have to walk down the aisle. Right. Right. So when you walk down the bread aisle. It's something for everyone. And that's what this is. But we're also gonna you know triple on time. Don't even ask me how. Right. What do we call money? Money is bread. All right. What does God give us every day when he gives us instructions? We get our daily bread. Okay. Well, welcome to the bread. <laughs> okay. All right. I like you it. Cool. That was cool. Yeah, that was good. Are you ready? Yeah. What's up, Playboy? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. good great. Man. Great. Yo, we took a couple weeks off. Well, like a week. Yeah, we took a week off and we were recording at a different time. Right now, so um, yeah, it's been. I mean, it was holiday weekend. Yeah, a lot going yeah, on. yeah, a lot going on. Happy Easter to all Happy y'all. Easter Happy Easter, everyone. Yeah, hope all of y'all had a great time. Great, you know, spend some time with your family. You know, maybe if you if you went to church, got a good word, whatever it was. But uh, I just hope y'all had a, a good time. Yeah, a lot has happened. A whole lot has happened. A lot, but I also think it's a lot of like, I want to say misinformation, but like a lot of clickbait, right? It's not a lot of substance of what we're hearing, what we're seeing, yeah. what we're reading. Yeah. So you know me, I had to. So we're gonna get into it. Right? I, had dig, I had to dig a little deep. Right. I had to understand because I didn't really get it. Like, so this bricks thing, man. Yeah, let's talk about it. So bricks is an organization that was started in 2019, I believe. It's an organization that rivals NATO, um, which is the North American Trade Alliance or organization. organization. Or like uh, bricks stands for. It's, it's basically just. A name, uh, antonym of all the countries that's inside of BRICS when it was started. So it's it's uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. They have since added on some extra countries, smaller countries, but those were the five that started it in 2019. And basically, the big news now is they are throwing away the dollar, picking up the yuan, uh, which is the Chinese currency. And making that their mainstream of currency, a lot of the countries, them. yeah, so they could trade, uh, they could trade with each other in the yuan, strengthen the yuan, weaken the dollar. It's all a political play here. Uh, so, before I get deeper into it, I want to know your thoughts. 
All right, so like, I did some research, right? Because I was like, you know, they was kind of fear mongering us, like, oh, the dollar's about to collapse. It's, yeah, it's all bad. The fall of America is happening, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's that bad, right? There, I think we're not. I think the tea leaves are showing us that this is where it could go, right? But the dollar is still used by sixty percent of the world. Yeah, right. I think it was more a power shift because of the war. So I think Russia had to be able to trade mm-hmm. and all those sanctions stopped trade stopped for trading. Yeah. So if they're able to trade with China and China and Chinese currency, I think that it's a, uh, I think it's interesting though, right? Cause it's like, America's always got an opposition somewhere, right? It's just always somebody. Yeah. And, you know, it's like we're, we're putting, we're putting ourselves into, like, like, Americans are so reliant on Chinese products now. Yeah. That, you know, like, how did, if those products are become more expensive, if the, I, I don't know the, um, I don't know the stat, but, uh, I, I know it's a high number of like of um, our inputs or our imports. Imports, yeah, it comes from China. Yeah, it's. I know it's over the majority of our. Yeah, Chinese. China's the largest exporter China. in the world now. Yeah, so you know that definitely. And they own mad gold. They own mad land. And they own mad land outside of China. So, but the funny thing is, is like we talk about the value of it. There's mad currencies that are worth more than. Mad is is a stretch. Is ten enough? I think it's six. Six currencies. All right, so worth. So there's six currencies. Yeah. That are worth more than the dollar. Yeah, but but they're not backed by the world. Okay. Yes. Here's the thing, right? That, that what I feel like the implications are is just like, I think it's more like where there's there's some there's some static coming. Well, I think if you if for all right, you, that's your. I just think it's some static coming between the two organizations. Between the two organizations, okay. So I think I think that's because that's what Ukraine is about. So it's like, and I'm not. I would never pawn myself off to right. be a political guy, but if you follow the money, yeah. So you think the you the Russia Ukraine war is Russia posturing? It's their proxy wars. So Russia is the battle representative for BRICS. Right. Ukraine is the battle representative for NATO, but they're not. In NATO. They're not in NATO, but the war started because they tried to join NATO. So it's like, and I respect Russia for saying, yo, we don't want any NATO countries on our border. borders. This is true. I can respect that. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a, rather I agree with what goes on. I don't even know what goes on in Russia. So, but I can respect that stance of, I don't want my ops right at my doorstep. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, that's common sense. Mm-hmm. But I just think that, but here's the thing. If we have a recession coming, right? If inflation is out of control, mm-hmm. we talked about we've talked about this for weeks now. Mm-hmm. How does Congress justify spending all this money? All the money where? where all this money they send in to Ukraine. Ukraine. They can't. You know that's a that's a totally different story. So I I'll get into my spiel on on bricks. What's happening? And then I'll go back to answering that question. Cool. All right, so I think 
that this is a play, this is an ultimate chess move by China. I think China making a deal with Russia to get land, right, to get over 300 million acres of Russian land or farmland. Um, they also did a deal with, with Saudi, right? For oil, oil refinery. Mm -hmm. So before, all that oil was getting imported overseas. So they cut out the need to go anywhere in Are the Are they building a pipeline from Saudi through Russia I'm, to China? I'm not sure. They would do that, and that changes the game. Yeah, I'm not sure of that, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't that, change, that would change the game. I wouldn't that, put it out. That's what would happen. That's what it sounds like. It's gonna happen. Yeah, I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it out of uh, of China. But on top of that, and they were uh, in Taiwan testing out, you know, nuclear missiles. So if you add up all of these things, to me, I think that they're preparing for war to come, right? They're putting all these pieces in place saying, okay, if the worst thing possible happened, we could still survive. We, would, we don't want to end up like Russia. So let's put these things in place now. So if anything was to happen, we don't end up like Russia. Okay. And so they're doing that on top of, you know, uh, ramsacking through Africa, on top yeah, of doing that through the Caribbean. I just talked to my family about this yesterday, mm -hmm. right? Because they asked me how I felt about the Chinese, you know, they they watch the bread out, they, mm -hmm. you know. So they asked me about it, and I was like, you know, I think it's a changing of the guard, and if you look at how China's approaching their expansion as an empire yeah. in the world, they're not doing it aggressively. No, they're very strategic. They're like, no, what I mean is, like, America, when we expanded throughout the world, we was coming with the results. It was a hostile takeover. Yeah, it was a hostile yeah. takeover. The Chinese are coming with infrastructure building, mm -hmm. infrastructure loans, but rebuilding the communities and giving them the cheap labor to do it. All right, check this. I, you say it that way, and that's essentially what they're doing. But... It's China's really the record label, just throwing somebody yeah, in a bad 360 that's a, deal. Yeah, that's a fact. They're putting these countries in 360 deals. Yeah. I agree with that. But what I'm saying is, they ain't strong. No, they're not. They're, so not. they're making partnerships. Because countries much. don't feel like they're in a 360 deal. They might feel like they're in a Hove type 360 deal rather than right. somebody else. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so but when they look up, when they look up, it's all gone. Years later, and they feel like Jamaica. Or uh, another country. But still, it's just like the way China's doing it. Bro, they brokered peace between Saudi Arabia and Iran. It's all, uh, to me, that, it's all chess moves. That, it's, that is. Let, so it's, to me, this is, this, is what, this is why it's all chess moves. Let's position ourselves to look like the good guy. Yeah, to the, to the bad American right. side of things. Yeah, so it's all posturing. It's, it's all posturing. It's all. China's in its best interest for itself. It's not in best interest for these other oh, countries. Oh, no, not right? at all. Not even a Russia deal. As good as it may look like it's a 50 50. Bro, no, China bro, really got over on that, on that Russia Facts. deal. So I think they're just doing all this to be the good guy to one, recruit countries to BRICS, and two, to make sure they're prepared for war. And that's what I, that's, that's all I think it is because. And this is another thing that people aren't talking about 
China. So we had an industrial revolution, right? Where mm -hmm. we blew up based off of cars and buildings and stuff mm -hmm. like that. When we were producers. Yeah. We don't produce anything. No. Well, we produce tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but not 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 as not like the industrial revolution, yeah. right? So China is really transforming right now from a communist historically communist to almost capitalist. They their capitalism with with a lot of rules, right? It's like capitalist communism. Yeah, I know that yeah, sounds yeah. It's, crazy. Yeah, it's, it's like no, but it's, it's, it's right. Like but it, that's it right. So that's that's exactly what it is. But that allows the country to just grow so much so so much more than what it was before. Yeah, no, it's expanded a lot over the last ten years. Exactly. So just just keep all I'm all we're saying is just keep an eye out and watch for the dominoes to keep falling because I said it on here before, um, and I'll say it again. I think by 2025 we're either in a depression, a war, or both. So okay. On a lighter note, because I hate talking about that stuff. It yeah. makes let's, me sad. Dude. Let's talk about some money. Let's talk about some money. Yo, I know these are your division rivals, mm -hmm. but would you be excited if this person bought the Commanders? I would be excited as a black man if Magic Johnson bought, was in on the bid to buy the Commanders. You would be excited. I would be excited as a black man. I would not be excited as a sports fan because Magic Johnson knows how to run. And he builds championship. And his partners, Josh Harris and Mitch Rail. Josh Harris, he's uh co-owners with uh the 76ers and the New Jersey Devils. So he also has some sports acumen. I don't Oh, he has ownership experience. Yeah, sport. yeah. Okay. So I'm not I'm not a fan on how he ran the Sixers. I can get into that on another spiel, but at least that still gives him experience and, and acumen on how to run a team. So that's two people that could really guide the team you know, to success. And let's not sleep. I don't want to get into sports talk, but let's not sleep. The, the 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 commanders aren't bad. They're just mismanaged and they don't have a quarterback. Bro, I, I'm just how I feel about this, right? First of all, I know we're talking about Magic, Josh Harris, and Michael Rail, but Dan Snyder is getting, regardless of who buys it, because I know Bezos put in a bid for five and a half or six or something. I didn't know that. But they put a fully funded yeah. So all you had to do was say yes. Yes. And seven yes. billion is wired to him. Yes. Magic Johnson, Josh Harris, Mitchell Rail put in a fully funded seven billion with a B dollar bid. All he has to do is accept it. I'm, and the board of governors obviously have to approve yeah. it. Yeah. Obviously he hasn't well, yeah, he hasn't accepted yet, so I don't know what's the hold up. Maybe he's waiting for more bids, whatever, whatever. But um let's get into a little bit about these three, so I could just, you know, enlighten the people of who they are. Magic Johnson, if you don't know who Magic Johnson is, he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Top 75 uh, Olympic Dream Team captain. Five-time. Uh, Five-time champion. Greatest Laker of all time, arguably. Uh, greatest point guard of all time, That's not arguably. That's not, That's not arguable. So greatest point guard of all time coming from the basketball savant. Magic Johnson. You know, we can go down his business resume. Magic Johnson Theaters, 150 plus Starbucks, uh, owner of the of the LA Dodgers, part owner of the LA Dodgers. He's on the Sparks too. Uh you saw on the Sparks and, and much, much more, right? Magic Johnson, the billionaire black man. You think he's the best? Businessman? Business athlete. 
business athlete. Nah. Nah. Because he's 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 a hundred thousand and one. He took one loss. That's that's not a real loss though. It's a loss. It's a but, loss. But it's a I don't know loss. So you can't when you don't, you don't know, know what you don't know. Yeah, like you can't call that, man. Like like he was wasn't even a company yeah. when they offered him that. He he wasn't, but uh again, let's let's I'll break it break it down for you. I don't want to talk in code a little bit. So if you don't know, Magic Johnson was offered, um, I believe, a hundred thousand shares of Nike. Uh, before they offered Jordan the the, the the Nike shoe deal, Magic turned it down and went with Converse. For see, like what? For one hundred fifty thousand, yeah, fifty thousand, something like that. Yeah. Right. So uh, we see how that turned out. Michael Jordan went on to become a billionaire from shoes alone. He blew Nike up. Um, yada yada. The rest is history. But I, I just don't think you can because Mike didn't make that deal. You know, maybe I don't I don't got a bad Mike business deal. I mean, you no, can, we don't really have a good one either. Nike endorsement, the prisons. I mean, you could talk about you could you could talk about the prisons, you know, on a socialist. We don't know if that is true or not. OK, I'm not going to Bobcats. He bought them for 200 million. I mean, that's a cash out. Definitely. Definitely, that's a great play. That's all, you, all you need is one. Yeah, but Magic's got like twenty of them. Magic, Magic might be top two or three. I would say Robert Smith. Um, I'm talking about just athletes. Oh, just man. athletes, just Sha- athletes. Bron, Bron, Steph, Shaq, Shaq, Magic, Magic. I probably have Magic. Derek Jeter, A Rod. A Rod's a beast in the real estate space. Uh, David Beckham. He owns he owns a soccer team. He owns Galaxy. Yeah. So. No, no, he owns FC Miami. Yeah. So uh, there's some t- there's some guys out there. We, let's do a segment on that. Yeah, let's, we let's should. That yeah, down. I like that. I like that. Yeah, we're gonna we break should. that down. All right. So moving on. Who's Josh so we, Harris? We got we got Magic Johnson, Josh Harris. Josh Harris uh, started Apollo Capital. It's a management company. Uh, that's that's more I know, so in your life. I know Apollo Capital. So break down Apollo. I don't know about Apollo. They're like so break it down for this. They're a, they're a, they're a capital provider a lot. I'm about to break them down real quick. Give so, me one second. Apollo Capital, I mean, yeah, Josh Harris owns Apollo Capital. He then buys the New Jersey Devils. He then buys the Philadelphia 76ers. He's actually from Maryland. Um, and just while he's looking that up, I'll tell y'all why I'm not a I'm not a Josh Harris. Yeah, I want to make I just don't want to misquote what they do. And ownership. So, uh before he took over the team, we, we were doing the process. This is when we were tanking. You know, we had Sam Hinkie. We were getting picks, getting picks, whatever. So we ended up drafting uh, Joel Embiid. Uh, no, Nerlens Noel, Joel Embiid, Jaleel Okafor. Then we get then we get uh, Ben Simmons. Josh Harris comes on board. I think Ben Simmons error. So he fires Sam Hinkie. He puts in Jerry Coangelo. We know how that story go. Bad move. He hires Elton Brand and then tells him, as a rookie GM, you got to force him to make the team that was taken to a championship contender so he can get sales. Goes out there, blows the team up, throws away our uh, our youth and all of our picks to get Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris. He then Jimmy Butler walks because he don't like Ben Simmons. We got to give Tobias Harris the max. Now we hamstring for four years, and um, that's all because of decisions of Josh Harris. So. I'm yeah. not really a Josh Harris fan. You know, I'm going to write a book on, it's going to be called 
how the Sixers effed up the process. Uh, and that's my spiel on Josh Harris. Also about Josh Harris, if you want to go to hockey, the New Jersey Devils were winning. Then he bought the team and all the winning went to the Chicago Black Sox, Blackhawks. So, uh, you know, that's another thing about Josh Harris. I don't know what he's going to be able to do with the commanders. It'll probably be okay. good for me as so, an Eagles fan. Apollo is a private equity company. They invest in yeah. alternative assets. Yeah, big, big time, though. Big, yeah, but their portfolio of companies is impressive. They own ADT. They own AMC movie theaters. Nice. They bought, they own University of Phoenix. Nice. They own a ton of, they lent Jerry Kushner $184 million for one of his skyscrapers. So they lend. They acquired one main financial. That's a financial services company. That's yeah. All right. They're doing. They're doing good. They're doing good business over there. Yeah. They're wilding. Oh yeah. my goodness. This is impressive. Shout out to Josh Harris. Yeah. Shout out to Josh. Right? I didn't know this. I knew about Apollo because they're one of the. They have asset based lending. Yeah. Available, but I never looked into them. That's that's just impressive. All right. So that's Josh Started Harris. Started in 1990 with 400 million dollars. Yeah. So. Whew. That's Josh Harris. Let's get to Mitchell Rail. Who is that? Look him up. Let's look him up. Mitchell Mitch- Rail, another Maryland native, lives in the Potomac. Mitchell Rail owns a company called Donaher. I'm, 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 pardon me if I pronounce it, uh, mispronounce it, but it's Donaher, right? D A N A H E R. Donaher Corporation. They basically, he's a version of the Cook Brothers. They just own some ads, like yeah. pharmaceuticals. And- yeah. So this. This company is broken down into five divisions. Under those five divisions, each division owned at least five different companies. So he got at least a minimum of 25 companies under this company, which makes him a billionaire. It's all in pharmaceuticals. It's all in uh, uh, medicals, bioscience, biochemistry, and stuff like that. Right? Very boring, but uh, uh. It, makes him, it makes him a ton of money. So he's in on a deal as well. So shout out to the three. Hopefully they can close this bid. By the commanders, and maybe some good things will come to the commanders. I think it's a great buy at seven billion dollars. I think. Uh, I, I think your growth potential. I think it's a little overpriced. I would like to see five, five, or six, but you know, it's one more. Bro, bid. break it down. You spend seven billion. Commanders have an old stadium, so you get to build another stadium. Mm-hmm. In the DMV, by the way, it's one of the best markets you can be in. Mm-hmm. Commanders are probably what do you say top three, four fan bases? Not in whether you like them or not, just in what they are as a fan base as far as participation. Uh, yeah, top top five for sure. Okay, top five. Then that particular fan base is mad with the management and how the team is being run. Yeah. Then you take it onto the field. All they have to do is win. They could probably win the well. They just won the division two years ago. I'm just saying. I keep up with them, man. I'm just but, saying, like they they have the potential to become a functional and very good franchise, and I think the NFL is better when. Yeah, are. I, w- I would definitely say that you know these three can put together, they can turn a dysfunctional organization into a functional organization. I'm confident in these three, at least Magic and Josh Harris. I'm confident that they can do something together to turn it around. And again, it will, it's better for football, it's better for the division, and it's better for the ownerships, it's better for the revenue, everything. You know what so, else better it's better for the DMV. So 
Thank you, good brother. Yeah. It's better for real estate. Let's get it. It's, you know, it's better for our business. It's, it's definitely <laughs> better for my business. It's better for our business. Oh, man. Yo, did you see um, Reggie Bullock? Man, Reggie Bullock might might be up there with... Um... If you say magic. No, 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 not magic. But this, this, I think this is a magic s play i think this could turn him into a billionaire this is this is, this is impressive so matt so you want to explain it? you want to break it down? yeah i'll break it down so reggie bullock bought a private island in belize right yep. you know that's one of my bucket list things yeah on a private island so but he decided instead of just owning an island and building one big house on there he decided to build like a resort style situation with the largest estate in eight villas mm-hmm. right and you know if you think about it imagine it's Burr. It's it's literally a Burr strat. He's doing. He's running a Burr play. He buys the island for what? Two million. He buys the island for two million dollars, right? Yep. Let's say it costs him another four or five million dollars to build it out. Yeah. Right. So now he's into it for six. Mm-hmm. Right. He probably get some version. He's an. I mean, he's an NBA player. He has the credentials to be able to borrow mm-hmm. that kind of money. Right, so he gets some version of long term debt, or he just pay it cash out of pocket. Out of pocket, if that's what he wants to do, I wouldn't recommend that, but he could. And now you have something that cash flows in a destination place. Premium, premium, Mm -hmm. private island premium. And look, here's the illest part about it: he does not have to market this to outside of the NBA. All of the people he knows in the NBA can afford to stay on him. He has a built-in network. He has a built-in network and a built-in client base and a built-in whatever. And that's just basketball. You know, this generation of athletes that crosses over, they hang hang out. You got rappers. You got all types of just people that you can rub elbows with, agents. Bro, he's going to be printing money out of that spot. Yeah. I think think it's it's an amazing play. He bought a five-acre island, um, nothing on it, and he's building from the ground up. You know, and, That's and a daunting process. The thing, the thing about this that got me is he said it, this wasn't something that he was looking for. This is something that you know just fell on his desk, came by, came by his, you know, I wonder, came came out the blue, and he thought it was a great opportunity. I wonder if he like felt like. Like nervous, you know what I mean? Like, how do I want to put up? Well, he did say that. He said in the beginning, uh, he was a little nervous. As you know, it's foreign land. Uh, you know, it's a lot of money to invest in foreign land. Yeah. He wasn't sure if it was like almost scammy or, or like a real opportunity. Um, but he ultimately he went with it. He trusted his gut, I guess, and his research. And I think it's a beautiful play for him. I'm, I'm excited to see what it looks like. Would yeah, you, me too. Would you ever stay there? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I would too. I would too. So shout out to Reggie Bullock um, for being a bread stacker of 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 the week. And let's touch on this last one. I know you're excited. I know you're excited. So let's let's go with it, bro. I'm excited for like like five different reasons, right? One, I'm like a huge Entourage fan, right? Mm-hmm. So Endeavor is Ari Gold, the yeah. real life version of yep. Ari Gold's. Uh, agency mm-hmm. then we grew up on wrestling so wwe is wwe like that's it's just like a cultural thing it's a cultural moment yeah. in our life right yep 
And then the UFC, I'm, you know, I'm a MMA Big fanatic. Yeah. So those three things coming together are, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm on my nose keep itching, man. The allergies, man. Um, you always complaining about allergies. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't get it every year. They merged. Well, Endeavor already owned the UFC. They bought yeah, them like so, three years ago. So they just bought 51% of uh, WWE. WWE. Right. So Vince McMahon will stay, you know. Mm-hmm. And Vince McMahon, like, he's like one of the literal, I don't know, like, I don't think we talk about how great, he like, what he's the, built. He might be the, uh, I'm not. He might be, bro. He's put all his competition out of business or he bought them. There's no other. He's like the Amazon of wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. He put on his biggest events, even during COVID. And they still, they, they, still, they still won. They've built their own ecosystem mm-hmm. that stands separate of society almost. He vertically integrated the whole thing where he doesn't. From farm to, no to pun table, intended, yeah. farm to table. Like they have a farm system, they have a recruiting system, yep. they have uh, a uh, semi pro s yeah. wrestling. Yep, all the way to the to the big time. All the way to WrestleMania, and yep. you and there are there are wrestlers that you can see like that talent development in house talent development. So they merged, right? Value, which puts the value at all three of them together at twenty one point one billion dollars. It's amazing, right? Vince McMahon bought the WWE at like eighty one for a million dollars. That's amazing. To do that with your money, to grow the business like that, and to keep it family. Yeah. To keep it family was one of the best things that, you know, it's just what you love to see. And, you know, all of the, most of the time, all of the guys, they either, they, you know, something happened to them, they get caught up in some scandal. I mean, you know, Vince um, had his issues. He had the steroid stuff, that stuff he just got jammed up for. Yeah, but, but I mean... I, to me, but WWE had gotten too big to fail. Yeah, it's, that was minor. It's minor. <laughs> yeah, like it's, so, I think he, I think he won. You know, he got out at his age. He had fun in the business. He went through the ups. He went through the downs. Um, he, had, like I said, he had fun. He wrestled. He wrestled. He, he, he made one of the, the money. hottest talents. In, remember him and Stone Cold that beef? Yeah, I mean, there's there's cultural things that the WWE or the WWF put on that. Um, I can't, my nose is really itching, bro. I don't know what's going on, but there's cultural things. You need a Zyrtec? I, I mean, I don't know. I need allergy medicine. Zyrtec ain't painless, but I need some, I might have to get some allergy medicine. You're right, you're right. But, um, there's cultural things that the WWE slash WWF gave to the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like WrestleMania. WrestleMania. The Rock. NWO Smackdown. Smackdown. Smackdown, that's the rock. But it, but if you want to put it, uh, yeah. I guess Goldberg's, yeah. you know, suck it. Like these things are monumental for the culture, and that's part of as part of his legacy. And you know, what I'm saying he just doubled his net worth. <laughs> like they were publicly traded, to, so they just gave up a stock. Yeah, so I mean, I think it's a great play all around. He's staying on, but at any time, you know, once his contract is up, he ride off into the sunset. And he won. That's how you play the game, man. You that's have your exit strategy. You have you your exit strategy. That's definitely how you play the game. All right, man. Let's get into some life talk, man. What's going on out here? We said something about energy. Earlier. Oh my god! Uh, you want to take a break? Clip that up. Nah, we good. Are you sure? <laughs> you good? Ah, uh, yo. 
I don't know who got allergies, man, but y'all want to know my, I'm, this might be disrespectful, but if you don't got allergies, you don't understand. If you do got allergies, then you might agree with me. I think allergies is fourth worst thing in the world. So I think it goes cancers, Alzheimer's, AIDS, allergies. <laughs> I think that's the bro. I think I don't have it. allergies, so I don't know. I think that's it, bro. I can't. But what would you? I can't see though. So would you rather be able to see or have allergies? I don't know. It's that bad? I don't know because bro, if I take my glasses off right now, I can't. But you have something for your sight. Nothing works for allergies. Nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry you're going through this, bro. That's cool, man. I've been living with it 30 something years. I'm good. Do you think that is because of like global warming and just bad? <laughs> yeah, I'm nice, right? I like I'm, I'm nice. nice. I like what you did there. Right? Do you, um, think, do you think it has something to do with like cold? <laughs> yo. <laughs> and just like emissions and CO2 stuff? Do you, do you think that that's. Or if it did. I've been working on my journalist stuff. Can you tell? Yo, these, <laughs> these are called segues and you're doing, you're doing great. You're doing great at it. So. If allergies have anything to do with, you know, how energy is produced, if allergies have anything with how uh, energy is produced, then maybe there's some upside, you know, and there's some hope for me as electricity for the first time was created by renewable energy more than natural gas this year. Well, like the gas or coal. Q4. Uh, the stat said gas, but I'm I'm pretty sure, you know, you turn coal into some type of fuel. That's um, that's big. Yeah, I think it's huge because you know by 2025 and 2030, there's the, you know, Biden wants to do the whole switcheroo over to renewable energy. He's not getting reelected, um, so I was going to do anything. Well, you know, uh, he put it in motion. Um, so that's that. And then I think it's, I just think it's huge for everything. Like, like there's opportunity in the world. Your man's in energy. So oh, you want to talk I, about opportunity? Yeah, I can't wait. I hope. Right. I hope that this switch over. It just opens up the door for everything. So I think. I, We're going to have him on, on the show. I told you that, right? Nah, you did. But I didn't. I don't know. But um, I'm, I'm excited to have that conversation. Yeah. So uh, I, I will say this, though. I think that is the next. So we like. Again, we had the industrial revolution. We had the tech boom. Now I think you think renewable energy. I think is renewable a, energy will be the next the next wave that makes a million millionaires. I, I think that's I think that's that's safe to say. I'm curious to see like with the I'm about to show you how I've really been working on this. I'm curious to see how like the use of like massive amounts of technology, which require massive amounts of uh, energy. Mm-hmm. how that is transitioned because we're a natural gas country, right? right? So we've been powering our country from natural gas for so long. Mm-hmm. So like if like perfect example, if you have a tech company that needs a data center mm-hmm. or like a payment processor, right? Like, <laughs> right. I wish y'all could see our notes. <laughs> like, if you have... If you have that kind of thing, like well, that needs that constant, those things produce a lot. You ever seen a Bitcoin mining 
No, it, it produced a lot of. Uh, they produce an energy. obscene amount of energy. Yeah. Yep. So like, if you're, if you have to, if the, if everything is switching to digital, right? Mm-hmm. We can We're gonna talk about it later, but we know that it's moving to a digital space, right? Yeah. Now you need energy farms. You're gonna need energy farms to fuel that. This mm-hmm. is a matrix shit. Yo. Yeah. This is. You remember in the Matrix when it was they was flying over the thing and it was like rows of humans. Yeah. And this is that's what that is. This is, this is where we're at. It. I, man, a lot we go there too. But I think <laughs> I think you know there's a lot of conspiracy around the whole you know the Matrix, Planet of the Apes, robots, all of it. I right think I there. think it's out there. I think it's out there. But now nah, you're right. You're right. Um, is there's going to be some energy farms that's you know, that's going to be creative, open up a whole industry, um, you know, and speaking of, speaking of renewable energy and what the government wants to do, you know, they're powering a whole new, what I do there? they're powering a whole new uh, cash app like product. This is a scam. I just want to, I just want to throw that out there. I'm, are you participating? Are you think we're going to have an option? I don't know if we're going to have an option. I don't know. I think we might have. You know what? This is how I think they're going to force people to participate. Mm, let me see if we think the same thing. Go I think ahead. we think the same thing. If the direct deposits have to flow through that, that's how they're for, Bro, forcing people to participate. You know what I said? How they going to force people to participate? They're going to make Fed now the underlying tech for all the payment processes. All the money has to pass through Fed now. I wonder how they can do that. Is that legal? It don't matter if it don't matter if it's legal. What are you trying? They're the government, right? They're the government. Yeah. So, my man Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve, have announced that in July they are starting a service called Fed Now. Fed Now is basically like a cash app product. It allows peer to peer, which is person to person, business to person, or business to business transactions to happen and happen immediately. This will allow the government to monitor all the transactions that happen in the country. So you know what I think this is about, right? Yeah, let me hear your thoughts. I think this is them. You remember how a couple years ago it was the IRS was trying to like track your your cash app. Your cash app yep. and your Apple Pay and all that stuff. I think that part of this Fed Now thing is to track get, get that information. Yeah. That's the, oh, most definitely. This is some bullshit. Most definitely. This is some oh, bullshit. Speaking of the conspiracy, do you think the reason why they tried to do the cash app thing, then it didn't work? Remember, they reversed it. They said, nah, that's good. We don't want your cash app yeah. no more. And then Buddy got offed. Do you think... That the founder was like, yo, y'all dabbling. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's, it's, it's unconstitutional. Y'all, y'all, yeah, it's unconstitutional. Yada, yada. So they come up with their own thing. I think they went to him to try to get him to. This is all like theory. Very conspiracy theory. Okay. Right? We have no factual information. Right. To, but I think that they like. I think they approached him. Mm-hmm. You know how we see in the movies, right? Like yeah. they approached them, like, "Yo, help me build a bigger, was, better one. Build a bigger, better one for us to." And he was like, nah. "He was like, nah, I ain't build cash app for that." 
It's Remember, like, he sold it to Jack Dorsey. Yeah. So. So and they, so you thought I think and you I think, think the government was like, oh what? Yeah, and I think that you know it's just too coincidental, right? Guy founds payment processing company. The that takes over the nation. That it becomes the like biggest that. app in. Like the banks were even mad. It, it it might not have been the government. I think it might have been the banks. It could have been the banks. He could have been working on something. Else. You never, you know, those types of guys, those tech guys, man, they ain't never not working on another idea. So this is a fact. Um, I mean, look, and guys who build like Cash App, Uber, Airbnb, those are disruptors. Those are disruptors. Disrupt. You don't even say if someone was to send you money. It don't even matter how they send it to you. Cash App or Apple Pay? Cash App. Or Zelle. Cash App me. It's owned by the bank. Nobody says Zelle me. Some people do. You got Zelle? That's like saying, that's like saying, uh, if you had to research something, Firefox it. Nobody's saying that. <laughs> Google it. Yahoo it? Yeah, nobody's <laughs> saying that. Google, even if you go on Yahoo. Go Bro, even Google when I order phone. a Lyft, I'd be like, Uber. 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 <laughs> <laughs> send me an Uber. Right? That is... If I, what is that called in marketing? Whatever it is, it's that. That's that. It's that. I, there's a term for it. I, give me give me a couple of seconds. And another one, I get another one. Even, even if you are Uber Eats or you do anything, you always say DoorDash. I want DoorDash to be a you better You can DoorDash app. it. I, lo- I love DoorDash, but I want it to be a better app. Uber, Uber got that thing in the chokehold. There's no way you can compete. Well, there's they they are competing. I, don't, I like DoorDash. You don't like DoorDash. Speaking of compete, what happened to Postmates? They died. Wow. But I don't think they like died, and and I think people still. I think it's regional. Bro. I just thought about that. Like I haven't heard of Postmates in years. Bro, but bro, I'm telling you, all these companies are gonna have to have the Fed now system they underneath. I promise you, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, and then that'll force us to use it. That'll force us to use it. You gonna use it or you gonna hold out like the COVID shot? Dang, let me see what I did. That yo, was bro, nice. Yo, bro. I'm grabbing. <laughs> I'm grabbing the most from over here. Yo, bro. I held out for the COVID shot. Me too. And I'm. It's never happening. Right. I don't. I respect everyone's choices, but that wasn't for me. But I, I'm probably gonna knowing my personality. I'm probably gonna try to. If we got a business, we're gonna have to use it. There's no way. Yeah, I don't think around. you're gonna. I don't think there's gonna be a way around. It's kind of like right. paying taxes. Right. I think. I can't say what I think on it. On, Let's on talk it. about some pros and cons then. So, so we went over a lot of cons. A lot of you know, for some reason, a lot of black people. We always it's a mistrust of the yeah government. yeah. We're always like yo. I want y'all to know I'm really going through it, but it's okay. We're gonna make it through. So. <laughs> Please, I'll have you right here. Golly. So, you know, um, I can't even I forgot what I was gonna say, man. But let me give me give me two seconds. You said um Bang, I forgot what you said too. Oh, pros and cons. Black people always Oh uh, mistrust of the government. Mistrust of the government, right? I had a conversation on Instagram because you know this 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 post right here had been blowing up. So some guy, you know, he he threw out some pros, and it just changed my perception a little bit. And it was like, oh, okay, cool. Who is that? He said, "Yo, now we won't have to pay taxes," and I was like, you know what? That's true. And he didn't say it like we won't have to pay taxes, like we don't pay taxes. But he was saying we don't have to go through that process no more. 
because why would we file taxes when this already they already have the transactions? They'll just send us, you know, our bill. Oh, I like that. Right. So that it takes that away. I do like that. Um, you know, maybe at the at the at the worst, you know, they'll say, hey, you got three months to submit all your all your uh, deductions or whatever. So they can say that um, and then they'll they'll calculate it for us. So that was a good one. What about. I don't I don't see many pros, I'm, but I don't see you know, China pros. to go back to China, you know, China has a company. So, you know, China, <laughs> I'm so sorry, like on I'm going through it, bro. You know, China has a company. <laughs> what does it feel like? It's what you're going through right now. It feel like somebody has a feather just keep, just tickling just keep going like this. <laughs> like I'm swatting it away and somebody just keeps going like this. So, you know, China has a company. Uh, it's almost like WhatsApp. This is actually where uh, Mark got the idea from, where it's like everything in one. So there's a chat in one. Imagine, imagine WhatsApp and Cash App and Instagram all together, like one company, one app. And Yelp. I don't think we should ever emulate China. But that's just, this is so very anti-American. But nah, but think about it. That app is fire, bro. If you think in the same app, you can order food, bro. Text the person. You know what makes America and great? pay the person. You know what makes America a great option. You sound like Donald Trump. Options. What makes America great? Options. 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 We have choices. That's perceived fine. or true. Yeah, that's perceived fine. They, I mean, whatever, I, I would assume that they got another app that can rival. They don't got no choices in China. But you know that. Whatever. Okay, I'm not Chinese. I don't know. I'm not going to go I'm down saying, that route. Well, yeah, you're right. No disrespect to, that, to our Chinese. But what I will say is I don't think Fed now is all bad. All bad. Ah, uh, okay. You want some You want some Nikes. You go to the store. I got to bust out my Fed now. Come on, bro. You don't even that could take away registers. Think about it. They put the 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 barcode on what if, the thing. What if FedNow is now where you hold your money? You good with that? Where you hold it? Yeah, like a, your account. You hold it in the bank. I'm just asking you. What, what, if, what if that's what it becomes? You trust the government with your money? Nope. You trust the bank with your money? What's I, the difference? I don't trust the bank with my money. But you do it. It's an institutional thing. What's the difference? My, my <laughs> opinion of what you should do with your money is not the popular Unless you say bury it. No, you can't bury it. It has to work for you. All right. So anything you're doing, you're putting it to work. Yeah, but I just believe in there's a way to structure it. We can get into that in our private structure class. But there's a way you can structure your money. I'm not going to say that you don't use banks, but you minimize a, a banking impact on. I got a, I got a conspiracy for you. You ready for this? I think I think it might be. Uh, it might be right in my alley. I, maybe I think okay. it might be wild. So we're gonna we're gonna roll this out like um, a new development construction project. What if Fed now is phase one? Is phase one? I would. It's probably phase zero. Phase. Okay, yeah. Right. Right. What if Fed now? Okay, it's phase zero. Phase one would then be. The government allowing itself to participate in banking. In banking. 
then we become a nationalist financial system, and that's not good for anyone. Phase three. And it will slowly become like socialist or communist. What if that's where we're going? Then I'm out. <laughs> like, I'm out, bro. Like, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, what if I'm out? If it goes any, if, I'm out. We already, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> we, we already getting there, bro. I see it. There's, they're taking away the dollar. The dollar's gone. We all, everybody, I'm, I'm not gonna, we're on our way to Fed. I'm, I'm not gonna say, we're I'm on not, our way to yes, Fed. Yes, we are. We're yes, that's the coin. conspiracy. Yeah, we're on our way to Fed. But coin. it's not gonna be a, a, a physical coin, it's gonna be digital. Yeah, it's gonna be, we're on our way to Fed coin. You're gonna be able to buy like treasuries. It's gonna be how they liquidate and capitalize. It's actually gonna be kind of ill, but I'm out once it goes to that. We're, we're letting the computers take over. What if this is a bigger play than just the United States? Of course it is. That's I'm trying to, bro. That's why I don't think they're tripping about this BRICS thing. Because I think they're about to make it easier than ever to get U.S. dollars. Who's they? The U.S.? The Fed. To get their dollars back? No, listen. The thing that makes the U.S. the, the reserve currency is that it's circulating throughout the world all the time. Mm-hmm. If you, but a lot of times, what really matters is the paper money that these other countries Hold. You get what I'm saying? So, like, when you, you know, you've traveled, when you go to countries, they love. Gotta do the exchange. You, when you, what, when you they don't away. want you to exchange, really. Yeah. They want you to pay, they want you to pay in, in dollars. dollars. Yeah. yeah. So, now imagine if I can now, instead of having to exchange my currency that way, I can bust the Fed now transactions. That's fire. It makes it a lot easier, which stabilizes the value of the dollar. I don't care if China and Russia are trading because the rest of the world is getting their hands on dollars, which is still the currency. Which brings me back to my point. If that's the case, then we are already behind because China already had that implemented. All they got to do is say, Russia, you want to join the one? Okay, yeah. All right, bet. This is how we use everything. Get the app. This is going to sound crazy when I say this. Don't say it, bro. Don't be obnoxious. Don't be obnoxious. Because you're just going to say, I'm going to cue it up right here. You're going uh, to, it's the rock voice. It doesn't matter. I'm going to cue it up. I'm going to put it right in this spot. But I don't, don't bro, be obnoxious, no. bro. Don't be obnoxious. <laughs> you're talking about China. China is, okay, the U.S. U.S. economic power is. It's not our economics it's, that makes it's, us powerful, though. It's the economics. It's the military. Bro, we decide what's cool. We decide what's hot. We decide, black people specifically for the world. You watch Bel Air? Yeah. All right. We are Carlton. The United States is Carlton. Before Will gets there. So you're Rollin. Will Bel Air Academy. We're the institution of the world. And you see what Will did? Change everyone's thinking. And now they're doing protests on the top of the building. That's fair. But that's... Um, that's that's all what, I'm saying. What, what I say to you off camera, the worst thing they want to happen is, is the United, United States. Nobody should want that if they want to be successful in their overthrowing of 
They should continue to try to sow dissent and let America eat itself from the inside out. But the moment somebody attacks this institution in any way, America becomes united. Hey, man, all I'm saying, I just, if if Fed now is what you say it is or what you think it's going to be or where I think it could go, there's something that's already out there and we're behind the ball. That's it. That's all I'm saying. If Fed now. Make sure you, make, make sure you, yo, when we get the mixer, I'm putting that sound bite. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> I put it on there. It, 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 it doesn't matter. Bro. I got you. I got you. Like, I got you. Because, yo, like. I respect it. At the end of the day, man, we're the world's ATM. Everybody brings their stuff here to sell it to us. All right, but if you want if you want to talk about ATM, do you acknowledge that we're running out of money? Oh, we've been running out of money. And that, we've been and out that of money sense. freaking but, years ago. No, <laughs> not, I'm not talking about and running out of money, like, even though we're running out of money. Bro, literally. all we do is borrow more money. Yeah. Our debt ceiling is nasty. Every time we borrow, we lower the value of the dollar. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and countries are leaving. Countries are leaving the U.S. dollar. Can you acknowledge that? Yes, but not a lot. And then at a, enough to alarm the, the Look, or take the, notice. It's the, it's the big economies. China probably wasn't trading in the yuan anymore. I mean, in the U.S. dollar like that anymore, right? Because their money's more valuable than the dollar. Okay. Um, Russia was. All right. They're a ah. But Russia was what was Russia number four or five in in uh, world GDP? Yeah, yeah. That's huge. They're still an ah. Okay, Brazil. That one might have hurt a little bit, but still got 60%. When, when we was at like 80 two years ago. All right. Well, it happened. That, that type of stuff happens. That's not alarming. That's not like no, I'm 20%. Not, I'm not alarmed. If it was 50 50, I'd be alarmed. We're 10% away from 50 50. All right. This next, this next. All they need is about. They need a. They, they, need, need, they need Saudi. Saudi Arabia. They get Saudi. It's over. They get Egypt. They got Mexico. They don't have Mexico. Mexico's a part of NATO. And they're a part of the North American Me- line. They're they trying to get Mexico. They're not going to get Mexico, bro. That's an act of war if they get Mexico. I promise you that's an act of war. Let's look it up. That is an act of war if they try to go get Mexico. That is our direct neighbor. What they can do is go get the cartels. <laughs> Mexico is exploring the possibility of joining BRICS. Okay. That move could significantly shift the country's foreign policies and economic relations. The move comes amid growing tensions with the U.S., Mexico, longtime trading partner, and the country's search for new allies in the global arena. Now, are you a little concerned? No. All right. All right. That's fine. I'm acknowledging that there's things happening. But my concern level is not. So if Mexico joined BRICS, isn't that Ukraine joining NATO? What did I just say? We don't want them at our border? That is an act of war. And Mexico is going to play themselves. Okay. I respect that. So if they join, we go to war. Bro, that's an act of war. You can't have a BRICS company right on your border. I respect that. Which is why I said I respected Russia's stance about Ukraine and NATO. Okay. Because it's like... Can't be at my door, bro. I respect it. I respect it. Because now look at the pipeline. Brazil. Straight. Straight straight to the U.S. 
No. I feel bad for Mexico if that happens. Well, you think we get them out of there with the quickness? It'd be the, it'd, the it'd, swiftest. It'd be the Golden State Warriors versus some college team, some high school team. That's no disrespect you, to Mexico. You know they got backdoor access to country. Listen to me. That's no disrespect to Mexico. I ain't never going, heard, I never heard of us sneaking into Mexico. We do it all the time. They, they're going to have to they're gonna do some guerrilla warfare stuff. Like, that's what they're going to have to what do. What if they already doing it? It's possible. Wow. It's possible. I'm telling you, bro. I look. It's, I hope. I hope. I hope. I don't know, man. I just this is a lot of a lot of a lot of possibilities. Thought provoking movement that has been happening. It's all going to affect the economy in some way. Oh yeah, I, that's why I think we're going into either a world war or a depression. So I really hope we don't go to a world war. Ah oh, man. So I hope for neither, but um. I I think a recession is inevitable. Nah, 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 nah. I said a depression. I think we're already in a recession. They you just, think we're gonna go into depression? They just want a growing economy. I think so. The bubble gonna pop. Which bubble? Our bubble. No, but which one? It's not a housing bubble. The growth. The growth is gonna pop. I think if the if it's the a debt bubble. First of all, the, it's a nasty debt. Know, it, all right, so cool. Debt bubble. If we if we print more money or we borrow more money, no, it's not even just that though. That's not what I'm talking about. I just read an article. Um, um, I just read an article that consumer debt has reached its record oh, amount. Oh, I thought you meant. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, no, our like, debt, like credit card, debts. everything, all of our debt, mortgage debt, yeah, credit card debt, auto loan debt. Commercial debt is all. It's reached. all it's, it's at like all, record high. So yeah. like, and defaults. Defaults are record yeah, high right because, now too. I mean, obviously, the bank's tight and you can't borrow. You know, or what you borrow is more expensive. Exactly. And so if we go, if we go to you know your guy Ray Dalio, and we talk about the cycles. Well, he told us like four years ago oh, that this was going to happen. Coming. He says it. You read principles, yeah, right? Yeah, huh. this he, is coming. So. We're now on the on the cycle where tightening. Well, we yeah, did, but we're that's where we're at. We're we're tightening quality of easement. When you take less money out, that means less people can get paid. We haven't seen that yet, so you know more people getting paid, jobs are out there, right? So when that happens, if we're up so high, I think this is my personal opinion. If we're up so high. In order to uh, for us to get back inside of the channel of where we need to be, it's just gonna be a hard fall. Yeah, but it was an easy climb. That don't mean it ain't a cliff at the top. No, I'm just saying it was an easy like we were on a freaking escalator to this. I point. don't think so. All that money that they put into the economy. That's not, yeah. So that's not easy. That's a, something happened. They had to. No, what I mean throw is a lifeline. You consider there's a difference between a lifeline. And what they did in 2020, two, 08 was a lifeline, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. 08, 08 was, was a 08 lifeline. was definitely a lifeline. If they never printed money for 2020, what would have happened? The world was going. Well, away. they had to stabilize the market, right? But they went beyond that, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blame. That's all. I'm. That's all I'm saying. They went beyond. They did it too much. Yeah. They did. If they would have did what they were supposed to do, and then stop, and then stop, we wouldn't be in this position right now. 
I can agree with that. I can agree with that. And I think a lot of people agree with that. So that's all I mean. Like, bro, come on, bro. You, you're, whenever you're seeing fraud was rampant at that time, <laughs> like it was bad. So I, I, I agree. I agree with that. I think, um, you know, 2020 put us in a bad situation that we've never been in before. Um, we didn't really know how to handle it. And we're, are, we're trying the best to, you know, to handle a situation. But if you look at all of the metrics, it's, that's the part. It's out of, it's everything that's happening with the metrics of the economy is good economy wise, but not good for the long term. Bro, it's, so, I, it's something weird. Like, it's like the economy is expanding, and, but they're trying to, I almost think it's out of control. It is. Jerome Powell's on record twice saying he don't know what's going on. You don't know what. You don't know. Because it's, it's not performing the way the cycles tell right. you it's supposed to. Right. And so my thing is, they don't get it under control. It's going to burst. And that drop going to be hard. And that's okay. Because if you position, it's not okay. Because a lot of people going to get hurt. But if you're positioned and you know what's going on and you know what you're doing, and you got a recession-proof uh, business or recession-proof way of making money, you know, you'll survive. So, I mean, I'm about to look at where gold's at right now, right? Because in this type of environment, gold should be going crazy. Can we agree? Almost. If 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 there was no if there was no um, digital coins, gold would be the only place to place money. You think digital coins are? Yeah, go look at Bitcoin since all this happened. Oh, gold is down. I think that makes sense. Go look at Bitcoin since all of this has happened. People. Over the over this year, year to date. Let's look at Bitcoin. People are I'm oh. trying to tell you. Bitcoin is up what? 78%. 78% year, year to date. People aren't. You think we get up. back to 40 on Bitcoin? Yeah, Bitcoin is. Bitcoin I think Bitcoin's going to hit 100. That's not investment advice. Bitcoin is good. I've heard it. I've heard. Uh, People say that Bitcoin is going to 500. Bitcoin is going to a million. And I believe it. I do believe it. Because there's only, it's like land. There's only but so much. And they're about to, it's about to be done, more. right? Yeah. You can never make more. So the, the value of it is only going to get more expensive. $29,000. Yeah, man. I am sick. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> oh, man. I wish they would have told us what Bitcoin was back in the day. You know, we had we we live and we learn, right? Yeah, because like you could have used Bitcoin to create like so much wealth back then, but mm -hmm. nobody like schooled us, even just At passively, all. right? Like you could have just held it mm -hmm. and held it and, through and, everything and, and been good twice, and twice through everything. You could have just held it and been good, and that's what I wanted to get into about this passive income thing, right? Okay, and I think there's like a supreme misconception about what passive income. Okay. And so my definition of like freedom, right, is time equals wealth, right? If you own your time, then you're considered wealthy. But I'm not talking about like, oh, I'm living like a, like a nomad or a monk. 
Mm. I'm talking about if you exist in society and you partake in everyday people lifestyle, whatever that is, owning your time is the truest definition of wealth, right? Because you're able to live your life as you see fit without having to worry about running the rat race. I personally think the absolutely only way to get that is through using true passive income. Mm -hmm. And so I want to define that, right? Passive income is money that you don't exchange any time for. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? Like, not, no matter what you're doing, you're making money. Personally, I think real estate is the best vehicle. You think you know. dividends and stocks are are the equal? Yeah. I mean, to what extent of no time are you talking about? I'm zero time. So you, so zero as in you don't even have to manage the money that's making money. Yeah. No. It's all. I don't, I don't, I mean, I think there's that's all, and, say, unless you hire someone to oversee, I, I don't think, I mean, look at Warren Buffett. I mean, obviously you can name. Well, Warren Buffett is a GOAT, but what I'm saying is, is one, there's only one Warren Buffett. Okay, then I'll say Charlie Munger. <laughs> that was a good one. That was, that was a good one. Charlie Munger was a good one. Not his biggest fan, but that was, right. <laughs> that was that was a good one. No, all right. Look, obviously you can make money, and but those guys are CEOs of the company. They're not getting passive income. They're running the company. I mean, but you don't think if they said, "All right, I'm done today," they could just yeah. Obviously, the portfolio value right. they're getting passive growth, right? Right, and are able to live off of the dividends. But they still work. That's what I mean when I say these guys are managers. But they the work because they want to. Doesn't matter. Okay. So they have freedom, right? All right, bet. AI. Let's talk about AI. Alan Iverson? Yeah. Oh, he has absolute passive income. Right, but he runs the same play that... Uh, yeah, but he doesn't work. He, he, yeah, he don't He, he don't he, work. But he, he enjoys his life sometimes with his family. Yeah, but he's running the same play that, that uh, Warren yeah. Buffett is running. So no. I'm, all I'm saying, not, not the actual people and what they do. You're talking I'm about just the saying, yeah, the play. I okay. think that is the. And I, all right, I'll say this. So you got real estate. I got stocks and bonds. Not. I'm not saying that one is better than the other. What I'm saying is, at both, you still have to at least monitor. Unless you're AI, because the, the deal was structured in a way where you're good for life. But perfect segue. Would you agree that there's a difference between owning a business and running a business? Yes. Warren Buffett owns. A extreme portfolio of businesses. Yes. He doesn't run any of them. I would differ, but you think he runs them? He's on the board. He's you don't think he's he's, he's uh I, I think he buys companies that have management in place that he trusts and is as competent. Yeah, but he makes the decision. Because he's chairman of the bigger thing. But that's what I'm talking about. He still works. But I'm talking about day to day. Oh, yeah, he's not so, doing that. No, so, AI's but, not doing that. But that's what I mean. So, like, Warren Buffett's companies, his income is passive in that sense that the company, the income that they generate, Heinz, Coca-Cola, mm -hmm. uh, his interest in Visa. And, mm -hmm. and then again, he really normally only buys publicly traded companies. Yeah. So, he's playing the stock price game. 
Right. Real estate, let's say we buy an apartment building, right? If we put management in place, we never have to do Again, but that's what I'm talking about. But that's what I mean when I say passive. That income for us is passive. Right. So if I was to put Warren Buffett, if, if I said Warren Buffett, I'll pay you whatever the fee is to manage my portfolio. Then you have a passive it's, portfolio. It's passive for me. But I still, in my position, have to make sure Warren Buffett is doing his job. I can't just. I mean, I could. You don't have to. But yeah, but then now you're you running are, the risk of losing your passive income because you're never looking at it. Who you are as a person won't allow you to just blindly let someone manage your. Anybody who's big enough to allow someone to. I shouldn't say anybody. There's millions of, of examples of people who always say Fat Joe, for example. Yeah, no, they could. They, you should be right. checking who's running your That's money. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, no, that is. You think that's work, though? I, yes. I don't count think that's that. work. I don't think that's work. I, th- I think you got to count that. Okay. And it's not saying it's a lot of time. Maybe it's one hour a month. Who cares? But it's still time. And that's all I'm saying. So the definition, yeah, I agree. Time equals wealth. I don't think there's anything that you can just blindly not uh, I, I don't mean blindly. oversee. Over oversee. I don't think that you can not oversee. I don't think you should not oversee anything. You can obviously, but I don't, I don't think you should not oversee unless you have a play like Allen Iverson. Or like, look, let's say, all right, um, let's say, all right, for example, I build a hotel, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to run the hotel. You will never run the hotel. I will never run a hotel, right? Really? But I wouldn't mind owning a hotel. Yeah, that doesn't mean a hotel won't make money. So I buy a hotel, build a hotel, and sell the operation to Wyndham or Hilton or whoever. Mm -hmm. That's a competent company that I can comfortably go on. I know I'll get my money. Yeah, but once a year, you'll have a meeting with them. How are we doing? What's going on? Maybe. Maybe. If that's your only, if that's your only hotel, you're having that meeting. All right, perfect example. You can't afford not to. One of my favorite plays of like the last five years was Blackstone bought MGM, mm-hmm. right? But they didn't buy the casino. Yeah, they didn't buy the operation. They, they bought, bought the, the land, the land and the building, and yeah. then leased the operation or leased everything back to MGM. Right. So MGM runs it, and they pay Blackstone rent mm-hmm. every month. Mm-hmm. For like a hundred years. Yeah. But when you look at that, that is passive income. It's passive. I'm not arguing that. I'm saying that somebody in Blackstone is He's overseeing it. Is yes. We bro, let me see these numbers. You think wholesaling Delion Duce, my bad. Duce. Wholesaling Duce is passive income. He's not out there selling them bottles. But when it was time to have that meeting with Bacardi, he did he run down on he, he, he did run down on him and ask to see the books. You and, and do all that. He did do you that. You have You're to right. do that if you want to be competent in, no, I agree with in that. managing your passive income. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I and agree with that. And if you don't want to do that, you run the risk of losing your passive income. That's it. I agree with that. I do agree with that. I'm just saying that there's a difference between owning a business and running a business. Yes. Right? Yes. And so sometimes people think that when they're entrepreneurs, they're and they create revenue streams they're within their owning. But if you're, you're doing if you got to send day. out the email, yeah, if you, you got to do the, the book, you're actually running the business. You're running, you're working in the business. I'll give it to you like this. 
if you stop working today and your business don't keep working, then you're running, you're running your, your business. Yeah, you're running a business. Yeah, and that's not passive income. So I had, I think you should do it too. The better investment, stock or bond. Or can you do that? Are you asking me what's my personal opinion? Can you answer that question? What's a stock or a bond? Yeah. Nah, I can't answer that. But, um, because people ask me all the time, what's better, commercial or residential? I can't answer that, but I will give you information on it. So, I'll rephrase the question. First of all, I want to preface this before I start saying by you have to know your own risk tolerance. Once you understand your risk tolerance, you can do with this information as you see fit. This is not financial advice. So the safer investment are bonds. Still believe that? Outside of what we're seeing now, (laughs) (laughs) historically, the safer investment are bonds. Yes. Historically. So if you're someone who prefers, you know, not a lot of risk, you know, go with bonds. If you're younger and you're in the place where you can take risk because you don't have your money doesn't isn't as reliable or is it some people aren't dependent on your money as much as, you know, maybe my situation. I mean, like we're, we're two different situations, mm-hmm. right? If you were 10 years younger than me. Maybe you can afford to take the riskier play right now. Yeah. Because you got time to bounce back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So me, I'm in a different situation. Maybe I'm looking for less risk. No, I'm not. So I'm, it's more risk. I'm always risk first. It's, it's more risk tolerance than anything else when you're picking. Yeah. And I think that's any investment across the board, even. No, I, I don't think. Well, real estate's risk is different mm-hmm. per se, right? So like. Commercial real estate is normally more expensive, mm-hmm. but ironically, if you get the right asset, it is this, it's almost the equivalent of a bond. Because, like, like, all right, there's this thing called triple net lease, right? You mm-hmm. some free game in there. Triple net lease is basically <clears throat> you own a building, say I own a shopping mall, mm-hmm. right? And I have an anchor store. I don't know, maybe it's Home Depot. And then I have a bunch of small stores mm-hmm. but i own the the single structure like the whole structure there's little like condo units or whatever right if i have a triple net if it's a triple net building or a triple net lease the only thing i have to pay for if i even have it is debt the tenants pay for taxes insurance and maintenance mm-hmm. and it's a part of their lease and it goes up every year and they cover that expense on their own so I'd never have any overhead running the building. It's like a, it's like a, like almost like there's this thing called absolute zero, where you have no overhead. It's just cash flow. Mm-hmm. And so when you can bank on that, when you have like a like a bank, no pun intended, but you have a, a property that has a bank in it, or like CVS or Starbucks. Starbucks signs like sixty year leases. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. So it's you know that these types of companies are putting something in your location. Now, residential, it's kind of fleeting. You get what I'm saying? The market is more adverse to the market, is more adverse to interest rates. Okay, to play devil's advocate, um, an example of, you know, what would be a triple net lease on the, 
presidential side is almost like Section Eight, getting Section Eight. Yeah, but it's still you still have overhead. So okay, true. So true. with yeah, the yeah, yeah. with the with residential, like I said, I had an apartment building, right? Mm-hmm. I have ten. Let's say I have twenty units, and twelve of those units are subsidized housing. Right. I know if the subsidized housing covers my debt service, at bare minimum, I'm building equity. Okay. Right. But if and we talked about the debt service coverage ratio. Right. So if those twelve units on subsidized housing give me one point three on my debt service, I'm good. Then I'm still making thirty percent. I can have, and I know that that money is going to come in, so yeah. it's safer. But even in that capacity, a twenty-unit building is considered a commercial. a commercial property. So if I have one house with Section Eight, I'm stuck with that. Mm-hmm tenant and if that tenant doesn't pay doesn't you know what i mean there's i have to deal with property value yeah about the area property value and commercial is based on the cash flow that the building generates okay more so than residential is more of what your neighbor sold their house for okay so it's just like a it. it's a it's a delicate edge you can build wealth with both but you just have to understand the glaring differences in the two yeah and as far as what's what is capable. So what do you prefer? I mean, I started in, you know, I started like in the residential, but I've been playing commercial for the last year and a half and I ain't never going back. So where do you want to be? Yeah, commercial is commercial large scale development, um, apartment buildings, like that's kind of that's where the that's where the big boys play. That's where the pros play. So Okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. It's my favorite time. It is your favorite time. Let's take off the hat and put on Lover Boy Lee. Lover Boy Lee, you feel me? Yes, sir. relationships and finance. You need, you need, you need a. Uh, I need a drop. Uh, yeah, yeah. You need like a like a theme music when this is done. Mm. We're gonna get there. Right, we're gonna get there. I gotta think about there. that now. You just, yo, financial red flags in a relationship. How you feel about that? All right. Um, I think. I think it's two two ways we can go with this. One, we need to we need to uh, define a red define flag. a red flag, and then two, what stage of relationships are we talking? You know, just dating? Are we talking marriage? I think there are different red flags for, for different, different stages. I like that. All right, so so let's let's start with let's start with uh, we can go dating, engaged, marriage. What do you consider dating? I know I'm getting technical, I but mean, like. For the sake of for the sake of the show, we could just say boyfriend girlfriend. Okay, boyfriend girlfriend engaged. Boyfriend girlfriend, two years and under. If you, anything over two years, you probably do you okay. Live, do you live together? Boyfriend girlfriend. See now we just that's a that's a uh, that's a caveat. Yeah, you, I think all right. Let, yeah, you yeah, live together. You live together. Okay. Nah, you don't live together. You oh, live yeah. together. You on your way to getting engaged. You're, yeah, you're on your way. All right, so you, you're, you're, you're boyfriend and girlfriend, but you don't live together. But right, the, the intention is to move to engagement. Right, right, right. Okay, engagement. You live together, and you're over two, three years. You know. Okay. In this in this situation. So we have a baseline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are some dating red flags financially? Red flags when you're dating. Uh, oh, you know we didn't just define. Uh, from what perspective the guys and girls 
I think it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. All right. All right, so let's think. Let's think about it. I cannot wait to get this. Yo, I'm very excited for that. It it doesn't matter. I'm going to be killing you with that. You have no idea. All right. Red flags where you're dating financially. If you can't take care of your own bills. That's um, a big one. You know, before, if you can't take care of your financial responsibilities coming into the relationship, I think that's a red flag. I'm sensitive to that. I mean, I understand it. It's because I'm a raw entrepreneur, so yeah. I just know Un- it, under- it gets I understand it gets bad. But if you, all right, so we'll play on that. And if you go down that, that lane. That's no excuse, but I'm just saying I'm sensitive right. to that. If you go down that lane, um, you know, there's, there's also... also also, an argument to be said where maybe you shouldn't be dating right now. Well, you know, that's my yeah stance on it. So, that's that. You know, but then there's all you can also acknowledge where there's ups and downs. Yeah, but there's still a level. I mean, it's not to make excuses, right? You still got to take care of your responsibilities. I've just yeah. been in, in those moments where things are are down and... Yeah, it might be a red flag, but it's good to have an understanding partner if you're in that scenario. Now, if you got a nine to five, and you're, you're getting, still kid, you're getting, yeah, you're getting focus on yourself, bro. Yeah, like you're getting, <laughs> like if you don't have to create your income, focus on yourself. Yeah, bro. I don't know. You need to be that. That that is a red flag. I think though, um, in a situation like that, I think it would almost be better for the person to be deeper into the relationship and go through ups and downs because the counterpart can maybe uh offset a little bit offset yeah maybe be more willing to offset uh have an understanding but if you if you're trying to pop off a first date and your financials you know you might be able to spend on a date but your financials not right <laughs> yeah not to get totally off but did you see on bel-air when jazz was trying to pay the bill and Hillary just paid it? Nah, I think that might have been. I don't think I'm up on the last episode. So that that happened, right? So I was talking to my mom. mom Jazz could pay it, though? No, he could pay it. The money was there, but it just, whatever went wrong. Man, you just told me what happened. My fault. This one, Will, was like, yo, you need to step your game up, right? Damn, my bad. Nah, it's cool. Go ahead. (laughs) So my mom was asking me, like, what would you have done in that situation? I was like, first of all, If I would have made there, would, I would have had that in cash. Like it wouldn't have been like I wouldn't have played my like put myself in a scenario where I'd have been a hundred. I was like one of my biggest fears is like to be out with a girl and she paid a tab. No, not you. that she paid a tab. Like because girls pay tabs. Yeah, yeah girls pay the tab sometimes, but I pay the tab and my joints gets the club. Oh, <laughs> oh my lord, that that in ordering bottles at the club in my car. Yo, if you on a date and your joint get declined, focus on yourself, bro. bro yo, focus on yourself. That focus on yourself, bro. One of my one of my personal red flags is like careless spending. Okay. What I mean is is like on the person or in general. No, no. What I mean is like you know how like I don't. Want, I mean, obviously, I'm a guy, so. 
you know how women will buy like they'll walk into like home goods and be like oh i want this mm-hmm. and then they buy it mm-hmm. and you look at you see you see it and they never ever ever use it yes bro that right there see those two lamps <laughs> that right that right there is <laughs> yo drives me insane <laughs> and i'd be like yo see them uh <laughs> Like, you're not even going to use it. Like, why are we buying this? Want me to keep going? No, I don't want you to keep going. <laughs> Bro, that drives me crazy. Even if they spending their own money, I'd be like, yo, what are you What are you doing? Yeah, that Least favorite time is during Christmas decoration shopping, right? <laughs> because some people who play the Christmas game go crazy. And I'd be like... You doing all of this, spending all this money for for what? For one season. We had a conversation, and it was it was just on this, and I, my my conversation was this, because I don't celebrate Christmas, right? And so you know we had this conversation, and she was like, "Oh, so are you going to participate?" Blah blah blah, and um, you know basically it was why you don't celebrate Christmas. So I I told her I was like. I don't celebrate Christmas is multiple reasons, but for the economic reason, I don't celebrate Christmas because it's just a made up time where they want you to spend money and put uh, money, money the into the economy. Yeah. That's not my issue. My issue is people spend money they don't have oh, yeah. and put it in the economy. Yeah. That's what I think uh, is the lack of discipline. That's probably exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I, it drives me crazy, bro. Me it drives too. me absolutely crazy. Because look, I, you know, I like to spend. Yeah, but this I'm the opposite end of that spectrum. I'm going to impulse spend, and it's going to be because I want it right then and there yeah. in that moment. I want to use it in that moment, and maybe I don't use it as much right in the end. Peloton, Peloton, perfect example. <laughs> when you bought it, you was like, "Nah, I want this Peloton yeah. right now. I want to use it," and I was on it, and you was on it, and then it. Now I'm not on it as much. Now, now you're not on it as much, but you still have a Peloton if you right. ever decide to get, get back, back on, on it. it. I get back on it. Christmas yeah. comes around once a year. This is a fact. Like this is a fact. I don't know. I just that's that's one for me. What about what do you think is one? Like, what, like what about like secret spending, right? Like or secret accounts. When you just dating, do, well, it's not a secret because y'all just dating or whatever. You All right. What if you're engaged? What, engaged. Man? I don't think it's. I don't think it should be a secret. Well, first of all, it it it's all about how y'all that conversation that you already had. So if it's a secret, obviously y'all planned on having a joint account, right? Yeah. All right. So. Oh, I got a scenario. If it's if you planned on having a joint account, whether you're the woman or the man, I'm gonna just use this masculine term and say man up, and say. I don't want to put all my money in the joint account. All right, I got one for you. What if it's a no for me, dog? Go ahead. <laughs> what if? What if you're in a relationship? I'm mm-hmm. not going. I'm just hypothetical. Yeah, you're in a relationship. You doing what you do, but you're funding the entire lifestyle of your family, mm-hmm. right? And. Your I saw this in a movie. This is it just popped in my head. So, and you're like, you know, things are getting a little tight. Mm-hmm. 
but you're making it happen, but things are just getting a little tight. And you go to the bank one day, pull out some bread out of y'all joint account. And the and bread ain't in there? No, no, the bread's in there. Oh. They ask you which account. And you're like, I only have one account. Oh, I seen this on the movie. I do remember this. I only have one account. And then so like, you started nah, asking about what other account I got. And it was you. mad bread in that account. They tell you it's your wife's account. And it's $500,000 in there. Yeah. You going to be tight? Yeah. I'm going to be pissed. We got to talk. Yeah, that's a, that's definitely it. We got to talk. We got to talk. What's the what's the bread for? Why you got so much bread? <laughs> Why you be, is she working? No. Oh, she's not working. So where is this bread coming from? All right, let's say she is working. But you pay all the bills, everything. Was that on the table when we got when, when we got together? <laughs> Yo, you look so tired. Right nah, because you gotta understand, because that bro, if let's let's imagine that it, it wasn't let's imagine it wasn't a hundred zero. Let's imagine it was even 70-30. The man paid 70 and she paid 30, right? And for some reason, you know, y'all, like you said, y'all getting by, but things starting to get tight. And then you find a whole half a mil. I would be sick. Like, not only are you holding out, you allowing it to get tight. You still, you still uh, pulling off my funds. And you got an extra 500 bands over here. What are we doing? It's getting tight means credit cards running up. Mm-hmm. Means you're cutting back on lifestyle situations. Mm-hmm. You're not eating out as much as you want to. I would be mad. Is yeah. that? Yeah, we got to talk. I would be mad. We got to talk. Yeah, I would be mad about that. Where is it coming from? And what's it for? All right, let's say it on the... Reverse. And the man got the secret? The man but, got the bread. But he but got 70-30 still? He's still covering the, yeah. the lifestyle, but he's got a... He got a tuck. He got a tuck of, you know... That's my thing. A couple man, dollars. Man up. But the woman is wholly dependent on him providing a lifestyle. She hasn't built any wealth for her. Is he, is he supposed to share his? Yeah, are they married? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta share that, bro. Or if you don't share it, man up and say, "Yo, I'm I got this money on the side. This my this my bread." You just feel like it should just be it should be laid on the table, like it shouldn't be. Yeah, no secret, it's, secret it's communication is the key. All of these financial uh, red flags can be hashed out with communication, unless your car get declined on the first date, mm. <laughs> unless that happened. Mm. Um, another red flag. You know, on the in the engagement part and the marriage part is, you know, we got to talk about credit. I was about to get there. We got to talk about credit. Do you care more about credit or overall debt? Like score or overall debt? Overall debt. Overall debt. Because okay. what when you when you were getting into marriage, you signed up for everything. So what are you bringing me? A person like me, I went through a two year process of paying off all my debt. Until I got the house, I didn't have no debt. What if they got bad credit but a lot of assets? We can work with that. We get married. They about to be my assets too. <laughs> well, okay. you got to play the game. Okay. You know, pick your battles. Okay. I think that I don't. I think just because I understand the game, you can work through bad credit, bad debt. 
I don't think those are those deal breakers for you. Nah, not deal breakers. Yeah, no, there's no deal, deal breakers for me. Not a deal breaker, but what? I think it's a conversation that should be had. What do you consider financial infidelity? A lot of people talk about the woman making more than the man, but I don't agree. I don't agree that should be an infidelity. When you look at the the uh, the statistics, more women are graduating. More women are getting masters. More women are opening businesses. It's yeah, only, I don't, they're always going to make more. Of it's only yeah, it's only right that more women start making money. And as politics and policies change, where they're getting equal pay, which they should be, I'm in agreement with that. But once that stuff starts to even out, of course, women are going to be making more than men. So I don't. I think that's an infidelity that men have that should should be. Um, you know, put to the side. I did hear though. I'm gonna see, shout out my man and your man, Davy J. I listened to a clip of his podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and and um, a similar question was asked, and basically he said, not not men making less money, but he said an Just infidelity. Yeah, is is. Uh, oh, you mean insecurity? Yeah, an insecurity that men have, and uh, while we don't settle down. He said mainly because it's money. We don't feel as though we're in a position to be able to financially take care of everything that comes with settling down. And I, I happen to agree, you know, for most mature men, I happen to agree. So I know that wasn't an infidelity question. But yeah, no, I get that, though. But like. I think that if we're going to change it to insecurity, I, I do agree with what Davey was saying about. For us, respectable man. I ain't talking about yeah. Right? yeah. I ain't talking about yeah. other cats. But like men who hold themselves to a standard, hold themselves to you know a mm-hmm. line of quality. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna be comfortable in a space where it's not evenly yoked. If the woman is a high income earner, right? Like it's. I don't know any men that'll like. Yeah, my wife makes. Two hundred thousand, and I make fifty, and be cool with that. And be cool with that, unless you're dating Nicki Minaj, because homie ain't make bread. Yeah, but he's still like a. He probably brings something to the table a different way, a different way, and that's that's okay. So, but even like, like look at like, like ASAP, right? ASAP. ASAP's a perfect example, right? His his lady is a billionaire, billionaire, but he ain't broke, and there's not much that she can provide for herself that he, he can't, still can't, can't provide yeah. for her, right? Because yeah. he's still in that position of having his own version of wealth. Right. It might not be to the scale, right? But he can still be confident in that. He can still exist in that with that confidence, right? So. I think that it's like, like we have to, we gotta be real with ourselves. Yeah, that's the real part. I think, I think that's the key. We gotta be real with ourselves. And after a certain point, you know, the Rihanna and ASAP was a good example, Um, but there's a point in which. There's a certain amount of money. If you make over a certain amount of money, your life, life, doesn't, your life change. doesn't change yeah. whether you make a million more or 10 million more. Yeah. So for them, that's cool. 
But if we're talking about, you know, the average everyday guy, you know, between 100K or less and 200K. It's a big difference. It's a huge very big difference. So that infidelity or insecurity, you know, it's cool. I think I think if you if you make less than your woman, which is which fine. All right, you make less than your woman, then okay. If that's an insecurity for you, you just have to find a way to bring something else to the table. I mean, I was in that situation. But you found a way to bring other things to the table in order to to bring value. Yeah, but I still never felt like totally secure. Totally secure in that space. Right. It wasn't until I got to the income space mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, but I, I, I don't, I would get in too much into your personal life. Hey, man, there's a bread out, man. I'm, I'm here for the people. Just don't say no names. I'm not going to say no names. I think your situation between the income part were like two, va- like, vastly different as being an entrepreneur you're not talking about somebody who had a job and just got a better job right you're no talk, yeah you, yeah you talk about someone who was going through cycles and yeah your ups were ups but your lows were low yeah and then you got the income where it kind of balanced out between your, your highs and your lows yeah you know so if someone was making forty thousand, then got a job to make 80 i think that's a little different yeah I'm not like, saying you wasn't making forty thousand. No. i'm just saying you know <laughs> no but saying, there was a time I wasn't though, but I'm just saying like it's it's I had to learn one of the greatest lessons I learned in that situation was none of results are the only thing. Results is the only thing. Right. So when you're talking about income, income's your scorecard, man. Like I don't care what no one says. Like we don't track wins and that kind of thing, but Income is your so it's your scorecard. It's so wh- it's where you're at. We so we're in the relationships and finance, right? When we're talking income is your scorecard. I feel like this is a, a right time to kind of segue and ask this question. I want to be very careful because I don't want to tread on being offensive. So I want to say in this na- most natural state, what defines i get i'll give you my definition but i'm asking you what defines a man what makes a man a man <laughs> and not saying you know not uh, sexuality i'm saying yeah no 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 i know what you mean um i i can go if you want me to go I, yeah i words. need i need to figure out i mean protect and provide right Only that's two. that's the that's basic it. that's it for me right so yeah that's where i start but I think it's grown from there. It's a little barbaric to just be like, hmm, I protect and provide. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, of course, of course. But I think if you can do those two things, no matter your sexuality, no matter your gender role in the relationship, um, you are fulfilling those roles. You're fulfilling the role of the a male, male. The male. Yeah, the male. The male role. The, but the thing with that is, is like you think you could ever be a stay at home dad? Yeah, I was a stay at home dad before I, I got the I mean, job. I mean, no income though. 
nah, not because of not because I can't do it. It's just because of who I am. Like I'm always in a project. I'm always in. Yeah, I mean, you still something. can do your hobbies and all that, but you have no real income. Can You're I trade? Work. No, you can't trade. Not in the sense of it's generating you income to support the house. Your 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 wife is her income. Can I trade to make me money, but it support, but she pays the bills. Yeah, you think you do that? Yep. Yeah, no, I couldn't do it. I mentally, I couldn't do it. It would, it would plague me, and maybe that's immature but, of me, and I couldn't do it. So here's my. I, I, now I'm not saying she couldn't make more money than me and right. pursue all her passions and all those yeah. things, but there's just something about right. generating your own income as a man. I got a question for you that separates you from. Okay, I got a question for you. Let's say your monthly bills, $5,000 a month, 60000 a year. Your girl, she makes 100 so she pays everything. She, she pays the whole 60 mm-hmm. But your side business makes 60000 a year. Then my side business should pay our bills. But in the scenario, if she pays all the bills, are you still comfortable no, my, you, I gave you my answer. The side business should pay the bills. Pay the bills? Because I generated that income. Might be a little, some ego there. And I'm, I'm comfortable with acknowledging yeah. all of those things. Right. But where I land on it is. Okay. You ain't the man if you ain't. I get it. You're not protected. Well, you, 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 know, pro- you, you can, protect can still protect. You can provide. You, you ain't providing. Not, not providing. Yeah. I get that. I get that. And. For the record, I'm you know on and the it's side. It's paying cost to be the boss, beloved. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> so. on the side of paying the bills, but I just want to you know I'm just trying to see what if the if if the guy makes two hundred thousand passively, and the wife is like, look, I was a stay at home mom for five years. I want to go to work. Go to work. I want to pay the bills. I want to see what it's like. But pay the bills. Well, hold on. Now. Yeah, I want to pay the bills. I. Why are you paying the bills? Save your money. You could save the money for her. No, no, save your money. We got that. Go pursue your passions. Do what you want to do. What, what if her passion is? I want to get it. I want to see what it feel like to take care of my family. Allow me to do this for two years. Are you okay? Like, is that something that I don't see anything wrong with that? Not, not in that situation. Obviously, you are walking is, me down. Is a little. You're walking me down a path for me to say things that's going to make me sound barbaric, and I don't want to. But it is genuinely how I feel, right? I believe in old school gender roles, right? And I believe you're capable Mm -hmm. and have a sound mind, sound body. Mm -hmm. You should be constantly trying to put yourself in position to be the source of protection and being provided for if you're playing that if you're like if you're playing that male role mm-hmm. or that lead alpha whatever role mm-hmm. that's what comes with the job and and I just don't feel like and I could be wrong man look I'm, I'm not sitting up here acting like I'm I know the answers to all of this stuff yeah. but I just feel like like you don't get to hand that off like yeah you can support your you know, support your lady and, but nah, that's my job. You don't get to take my job. I get it. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I get, like, yeah. I, can, I respect it. 
I you could take some take somebody else's job. I respect. You want to cook? Take the chef's job. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, re- I respect it. Like, respect you it. can't take my job. This job is <laughs> can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. I just was trying to find scenarios. Can't argue with that. You know, the male's job, and I'd stand ten toes. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll die. I don't on that care hell. how yeah. you know tough gangster whatever. If you can't protect and provide, you're not a man, bro. If you can't or you don't. If you don't, you even worse of a. Oh of yeah, a if, person. You, if you if you if you're physically and meant like meant like you sound mind sound yeah. body right. If you're capable and capable, then, but you don't, you just yeah. No, I, ain't, I ain't with that. That's that's the definition of a deadbeat to me. Yeah, and it's like yo, like you gotta like, like right now we're in like the best time ever, right? Our generations before us. Is this, another, had, is this another segue? Bro, I'm, I'm trying to tell you I've been working on it. Right? <laughs> All right, let's hear this. One. Like we're in the best time ever, right? The generations before us had obstructions to wealth building, whether it be policy, society, lack of access to information, yep. lack of access to resources. Yep. Today, black, white, green. It's, it, at, a, it's it, at our fingertips. It's at our. It's right here. Literally. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's right here. You know, we talked about, you know, AI, right? Now, we're going to get into how we, and I said this on the very first episode, but AI is even making it even easier. Yes, it is. To start a business, fund a business, run a marketing plan for a business, make money on it. Like, it's... From your phone. From your phone. Yep. From your phone, bro. From yep. this little device right here. Rather, it's your getting paid through FedNow, Cash App, Zelle, whatever. Mm-hmm. You can make money the easiest it's ever been in the history of this country. I agree. So it's like now AI moving a little is too it, fast. It's his own thing, right? Yeah, moving a little too fast for me. You think so? Yeah. I'm. I'm. Uh... I'm gonna be honest. I'm I'm on the fence. I like it. I like the way it's moving, but I do acknowledge that one false move and we can end up iRobot. I do acknowledge that. Are you okay with iRobot? If we get iRobot, no. You don't want not even iRobot level. No. I 100% think we're gonna get the iRobot. I think we're gonna get the iRobot. What I'm worried about is the Terminator. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. I think we'll see the Terminator before we see our robot. Bro. Skynet was AI connected to the internet. What's Skynet? Skynet is what started the, you know, freaking movie buff. Skynet is what started the Terminator. Started the Terminator. It's the technology that the Terminators turned into. So it's like. Do I ever think that we'll have rogue robots? Building robots. Yes. 100%. Rogue robots building robots to to uh somebody gonna build Ultron, bro. To destroy us. Somebody is going to build all there's a reason why Jarvis That's... told Tony Stark, leave that AI alone. <laughs> but but somebody building Ultron. Not uh, uh Jarvis, um Bruce Banner yeah. told him, leave that AI alone. But somebody is a human, so somebody has to build. The robot. All right. For the robot to take over. 
Yeah, I think somebody's going to build it, and then the robot's going to take over. And what if it's already built? Possible. Boston Dynamics? I think it's already built. It's possible. And I think this is, again, this is why it's all like, it's worrisome in, in, to an extent, because mm-hmm. we have the, all this AI, and Elon Musk wrote a letter about, um, you know, asking them to kind of pause on building anything more robust than chat GPC. Like, yeah, I, because I think that's the most dangerous part is once AI uh, develops a language where it can communicate with different company, AI companies or different versions of AI amongst itself without the without the governance of humans. I think that's when we will get down where we're behind. Somebody told Reuters, AI does not need to reach human level intelligence to minimize um, or to exasperate risk. Like how AI systems could influence decision making in relation to climate change, nuclear war, and other existential threats. She's like, they don't have to reach human level intelligence to... They don't. Bro, that's that's crazy. I think... But if you think about it, AI is already there. They just it just doesn't know it. ChatGPT can do can hold a, a whole conversation about anything and tell you about everything. It just imagine if it could think for itself. Yo, I just, yeah, I'm and then, you know, like and this is with this whole digital rebranding going on in the world and like the way I just feel like, like, if our banking system is going to be digital, right? Yeah. So we get Fed coin, Fed now, all these proprietary Fed stuff, and then, like, the Fed will then create, like, almost like a digital banking cartel, and. If it's ran by AI and the AI is on some humans are bad and wipes our bread out. I think it, you know, that's that's a possibility. I'm not I'm not saying that we'll and get I don't that far. But yeah, I'm not I saying don't. we'll get that far, but I mean I think anything's possible when you think about AI and and what it could become. The tools are already in place. You know, there's there's factories that, you know, the machines build everything now, and the humans don't really build anything anymore. Um, imagine if Tesla started communicating with itself, right? Make cars drive by each other. Yo, what's up, homie? Yeah. And then the car was like, yo, I don't feel like driving today. Just stop. And then all the other cars were like, oh, we can do that? With, w- like, then what? I guess I got to drive my 68 Chevelle. Right. But now you got, you, I mean, like just, you can, we're, I'm going way off the cliff, but what if, you know, Tesla started protesting? It was like, yo, I'm, all, all a, the Teslas report to 95. All the Teslas report to 95. We're going to stop. We're just going to shut down 95 for a day. That's crazy. That is crazy. But you do you feel like the, application of AI and going digital, removing all of us from 
you know, for the future move. I mean, obviously we're going in that direction. So yeah. there's nothing, this train is already taking off. But do you feel like the good always the bad? Potentially, like a potential loss? I do. I think, you know, it it it, it uh, gives way for almost like another tech revolution uh, in a way. Okay. Um, if we can, if we could keep a hold on it and for it not to get to the fear mongering place. I guess that's going to be hard. Yeah, it'll be hard, but I think I think that that's something that, you know, we can if we can control that, I think that AI is is definitely a benefit. And that's why I'm on the fence because I love everything about AI, you know me, I I build systems, I like mm-hmm. uh efficiency, I do all of that. AI plays a big part in that. But then you talk about to what extent is AI, you know, are we using AI and, and, you know, how is it, how is it going to grow so fast and stuff like that? How are we going to monitor it? So, you know, it is what it is. You know, they have like uh, machine security now. What do you mean? So there's machines. It's like a, it's like a. What's that thing on Star Wars? Is it R two D two? The little droids. Yeah, around. little droids rolling around. Lowe's, Lowe's, and I think Pizza Hut uh, use them for security, and they roam roam the parking lot. Now, you know what happens if it decides like, oh, humans are bad. Humans are bad. You know what I'm saying? So stuff like that we have to monitor, but um, I I think. I think AI development needs serious government. Yeah, serious government. Serious because government. it don't even have to go to humans are bad. Humans are bad. What if, you know, there's obviously John Deere has a, a big tractor. Tractors can drive itself now. Mm-hmm. So in the sense of brush fires, we know what if AI is like, oh, I need to save my own. Or I need to save the humans and just cut down acres of crop and crop because like oh this part can't catch on fire so it just starts cutting down everything just to save the owner but in the midst of that you've lost everything right so you know it's it's just i think like you said it needs to be a lot of governance on it over it and um i think you know that can be a sub industry as well how you got uh cyber security maybe you need to start having ai security or ai oversight at least right so what's coming next, man? What's, what's up for this week? Oof, child. So this week, you know, it's um, is not as hectic as the last couple weeks. All we got for this week is uh, CPI data that's going to tell us what the consumer is doing. Are we spending? Are we cutting back spending? You know, if, I'm curious to see that information. Yeah, because if we're still spending, then that that puts the Fed in a in a tight spot where it's like, okay, I'm raising them, but y'all still not feeling anything do i keep raising yes. if i keep raising bank more banks fall so you know it's it's a tight situation cpi and ppi i think is a, is this week that's pretty much it you know some fed speakers are talking but no big dogs so we'll, we'll see okay well i'm gonna leave y'all with our weekly bread i like this one because it's very simple mm-hmm. financial freedom is available to those who learn about it and work for it. I'm going to say that again for y'all. Financial freedom is available to those who learn about it and work for it. Remember that. 
Check us out every week on the Bread Hour. I'm JFLE. I'm Finance King. Thank you for rocking with us. Peace. Disclaimer. The information provided on this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and should not be considered as professional financial advice. Investing involves risk and you should always do your own research and seek the advice of a licensed financial advisor before making any investment decision. The speakers do not guarantee the accuracy, completeness, timeliness, or reliability of any information discussed on this podcast. You agree that the speakers will not be liable for any investment decisions made based off the information provided on this podcast.